Hello, dear ones. I'm Barbara Hemphill, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and vision accelerator. Welcome to Christine's Radiant Joy podcast. If you're not where you'd hoped to be spiritually right now, this series will encourage you to be who God made you to be. Chances are you're a well-meaning believer with a lot on your plate. So thank you for tuning in as you seek Holy Spirit inspiration to move into life to the full with purpose, fruitfulness, healing, freedom, and radiant joy. Christine is a Benedictine-trained spiritual director with a heart for unity in the body of Christ. A former lawyer, Christine is a wife, mother, and grandmother who avidly pursues transformation in Christ. She's an author focused on the Holy Spirit's role in women's lives. Her book, Reap As You Sow, is about how creativity relates to stillness and spiritual fulfillment. I'm excited to tell you that she has a new book in the works, so stay tuned. Christine has earned certifications as a creativity coach and a spiritual coach. With the Holy Spirit, she's led and participated in decades of interdenominational prayer groups. She's also an experienced leader and trainer of healing and deliverance ministry teams. Those teams use the unbound prayer model that's effectively freed Protestant and Catholic Christians worldwide from brokenness. She and her guests will encourage you as they share practical and inspiring ideas about the healing, love, and power of God. So come, Holy Spirit, please be with everyone listening as they welcome my sister in Christ and yours, Christine Smith. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm doing today's podcast without a guest because I've been in six states and spoken at four events since last month's podcast. I had a a guest lined up for today's, but we both ran out of time. And today we're going to be talking about living intentionally, managing our task lists and our energy, and spending God's gift of time well. At the end of our lives, or sooner, we're going to want to be able to look back on our lives with no regrets and to be able to say, God designed me for a special purpose, and he gave me the character, gifts, talents, skills, and abilities to carry it out, along with heavenly help. I feel that I spent what God gave me well. I used it for his glory, and I served the kingdom of God. One of God's gifts is time. Remember the old turn, turn, turn song and the verses in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1? How we spend our limited time on earth is worth evaluating from time to time. So today's question is, how are we called to balance being and doing, serving God, and busyness? Doing and overdoing and busyness, that was a big issue for me four years ago. I was an empty nester with a traveling husband. I was a quilter. I was making quilts for exhibits and doing spiritual and quilting retreats. I had a book and I was promoting it. I was doing creativity coaching and spiritual direction. I had realized with my quilting that 
the truth of Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. But I did that stillness. I define stillness as being sitting at my sewing machine, pushing fabric through the machine and having my busyness of my hands be sort of a meditative practice that I could also listen to God. I was dreaming in those days of rest and relaxation, of time with my husband, of a thriving unbound ministry, and of getting to know my then one-year-old granddaughter who lived in New Mexico. In December 2019, I received an invitation by email to join a year-long course called Juicy Woman University. It described the kind of woman this course was for, and it, unfortunately, I guess, it described me to a T. It talked about somebody who was always in a rush, ripping and running around, putting in a lot of effort, always calling herself and being busy, feeling overwhelmed some of the time, and overworking most of the time. That was me. And what did it cost me? It cost me sleep, self-care, and a lot of time for relationships. But I rationalized that so much of my work was for God. So I signed up and I had a lot to learn. During the pandemic, part of my dream came true. My husband was now working from home, no longer traveling. So we got to be together much more than I'd seen him in the previous whatever it was, 38 years. <laughs> and also we were, we ended up taking a trip to New Mexico and then ended up staying here. And we did that to visit our granddaughter and our daughter and her husband. But we realized when we got here that they needed help, especially with childcare, with, him, with the, the husband working from home and needing quiet. We would take our granddaughter to our house on mornings or afternoons and give them a break. Uh, it was also great for us to get to really bond with her and know her. And I had lots of time also for quiet time with the Lord. Um, I got to do plenty of journaling, Bible study, um, Lexio Divina, which is reading the gospel and listening to it out loud and then meditating on it and bringing it to the Holy Spirit for uh, to meditate on and see if I got any additional insights or revelation about it. Um, so I, I was no longer, I was not during the pandemic worshiping in person um, and I wasn't doing much quilting because I hadn't brought all that with me, but I was still in a hurry. I was still stressed over my list and my email and I felt like a failure almost every day because I always had my electronic task, master, task um, software showing me what things I was supposed to have done and which things I hadn't actually gotten done. I then got a survey and I filled it out and sent it back in. It was from Productive Environment Institute, which is an organization run by Barbara Hemphill, the person who introduces my podcast. And she, I had filled out this survey about how things are going in your life, what kind of systems you might have for staying organized. And the thing I wrote on it was my whole life would be better if I could tame 
my email. So she picked up the phone and called me and I described what was going on. And she said, you've got to be kidding that your email is the most important thing in your life. What, what are your real priorities in life? What do you care most about? What are the things that you want to really spend your time on and accomplish in your life? So she got me thinking. And she also, I had told her that I had made all these lists and I'd even come up with a sort of a spreadsheet of when I could get everything done. She said it made her want to throw up. <laughs> I was pretty blunt. And uh, so then she challenged me to cut my task list to no more than three things a day. And to, that way, she said, I would feel good and successful at the end of the day instead of as lousy as I usually felt. She started actually cutting the list with me over the phone. And then she gave me the task of finishing it. And that first day after I talked to her, I had eliminated 80% of the things on my list. And I started to do the three things. A few days later was a Saturday. It was only about one in the afternoon and I had finished my three things. I didn't know what to do with myself. I went for chocolate first. I thought I'd recheck my email second. I realized I wasn't supposed to be doing anything, but I was itching to do something and be able to cross something off. So instead, I picked up the phone and I called my kiddo who's in uh, North Carolina and described what was going on. And this wise 35-year-old said to me, Mom, you have an addiction to busyness and you are going through withdrawal symptoms. I realized I was. I had so much angst over this and it, it was really, really hard. She was absolutely correct. So I knew I had to do something about that. I, I was just trying to keep on sticking to that list, but I also needed a little supernatural help. So. I made an appointment for an unbound session. In the interim, I had gone to a Holy Spirit conference and I had heard this dynamic speaker, Peter Herbeck, talking about how we need to tell people what God has done in our lives. So I thought maybe I should write a book and start a blog and a website. But how was I going to do that when I was still in the process? of learning to live with only doing three things a day. Well, I set up that unbound appointment. I've been in this ministry. It's my passion. I've been in it a long time. There's a lot about it on my website. If you want to know more about it. But I set up an appointment. And when I went in, I was able to renounce a lot of lies. That's what kept me doing so much work. Lies like, I had to earn love. I had to please people. I had to get people's approval by overachieving and being really good at anything I tried to do. I had to be a perfectionist. I couldn't make mistakes. There were all these lies I had believed and they were based on um, how I had responded to my upbringing, being the oldest of five kids. I was not a troublemaker. I was a pretty responsible kid. and. 
So my parents put more attention on the younger kids who were just young and needed care or who maybe needed other kinds of guidance that uh, they thought I didn't need so much of. But I wanted more attention than I got, and I was trying to get it by overdoing, overachieving, and trying to just be outstanding and accomplish a lot. That was the beginning of it. In my Unbound session, I was able to identify and renounce those lies, to forgive my parents and myself for uh, the ways that this criticism and perfectionism had played out in our lives, and I was set free. In my prayer time this morning, I got 2 Chronicles 15:7. Be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. I took that to the Holy Spirit because it was about being strong, but it was also about doing work. And I thought from time to time that it was difficult to recognize to um, sorry, reconcile being uh, a human being rather than a human doing. The Holy Spirit gave me the idea that this was about persistence, not letting darkness or barriers stop you from being strong and hopeful and doing what you're called to do, being who God created you to be so that you can do the work God created you to do. I realized work and doing shouldn't be demonized. Overdoing and compulsive doing in order to feel good about who you are or to try to earn love, yes, those are not good. But rewarding, fruitful work, it's not busy work, it's not obsessive overworking, it's not done to please people, but it's done out of the love of God, that is good. So the Spirit reminded me also to stay in the present moment while work is being done, not to fret over what's happened in the past nor stress about the future. It's okay to review something. It's okay to plan something. But it's best to also be intentional about doing the work God's called us to do and to spend time as well in God's presence, seeking Holy Spirit guidance to help you do the work, uh, know what the work is, and godly counsel and letting God direct your steps. Also being yoked to Jesus so you can get a little more rest. It's about being victorious, trusting God, staying in the light, being committed. And if you start spiral down into thinking that you're doing too much or it's too hard or it's too much work, you might need to have your identity in Christ confirmed as well as recalling some scriptures that will uplift and encourage you. If you'd like to email me, I will send you a list of about 10 scriptures that help me about this kind of stuff. Because we are to do the work that God planned in advance for us to do. And busyness leads to doubt and spiritual disconnection from God. A great example of that is the story of Mary and Martha in the house of Lazarus. And what was when Martha complained about all the serving she was having to do and asking Jesus to get Mary to help her. What did he say? He said, Martha, Martha, you worry and are anxious about many things. There's only 
there's only one thing that's needed and Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. Mary's part was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening. So we need to just remember to set our mind on things above, not on earthly things. But we also need to understand that the answer is to trust God, to make the time to be still and connect and let God direct us. We can wait on the Lord and move on things in his time. So it all comes back to that verse in Ecclesiastes. There is a time to reap and a time to sow. There is a season for everything. And there is uh, a time for every purpose under heaven. So I find the good things to ask myself come right from that. Is this a purpose under God? Is now the time? Is this the time? It doesn't say every time is the time for every purpose. I think that's kind of where we're going to end today, that um, we can do that work. We can be in silence and presence with godly counsel. My next guest will be talking to us about Christian healing of body, mind, soul, and spirit. So join us to hear some amazing miracles next first Thursday. Thank you. God bless you. And lots of love. Thank you for listening to Christine's Radiant Joy podcast. Please visit RadiantJoy.us to subscribe to her monthly Radiant Joy newsletter, to be notified when her next book is released, or to set up an appointment to speak with Christine about Unbound Ministry. And please pass this along to others who might enjoy it. Christine is an award-winning quilt maker whose spiritually inspired quilts is featured in the Reap As You Sew section of RadiantJoy.us. You're in for a treat if you go check it out. You'll find her blog and the complete archive of all of her podcast episodes at radiantjoy.us. Or you can subscribe through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. Each month, Christine will bring you a message of how you are called by God, remembering that we are all God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God planned you are equipped with every spiritual blessing you need to succeed. We look forward to getting together here every first Thursday. Don't wait. Connect now with Christine at radiantjoy.us. God bless you.